Are you doing anything good? You watching anything good at the moment? You know, I'm keeping up with The Mandalorian, though I did not watch yesterday's. No, two days. Mm. Wednesday, right? They come out Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't watch the latest episode, but I did watch the first two. And Yep, I'm two in. I'm excited. I feel like we're finally getting a decent story as far as what's going on with the Mando. You know, I think the first season was good because it was about Mando and Grogu. Yeah. And then the second season kind of was just like, well, what? what's... What's the story about? Is it about yeah, Grogu? It is the story it about Mando? Is yeah. it? Yeah. The, but I think it, it's almost like the second season seems like it's the second movie of a trilogy, right? Yeah, Where you're right. like, all right, it's it's good. It's setting up plot. Like I would just think of like the two towers, right? Yeah. Set up everything. The first movie was a good standalone movie. You could have just they could have just made that one. Yeah. And that would have been it. Like, oh, okay, they're just gonna go off into the distance. Yeah, You know, and the second movie really set the tone for the rest of the trilogy. And then, mm -hmm. you know, Empire Strikes Back did the same thing. People think like, ah, oh, well, that one's not as exciting, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yeah, but that's like, that's the book of the story, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's where everything sure. happens, you know? And then Return of Jedi is just pew, pew, pew. And the first, yeah. you know, episode four is just pew, pew, pew. So, yeah. I think you're right. That season two of Mando is, is kind of a transitional year, but you need it. You know, I mean, it's not like you they're wasting it. time. Yeah. Like it's necessary, but you mentioned Empire Strikes Back. I'm, uh, I'm reading the novelization of Empire Strikes Back right now because I've never read oh, really? it. And you and I are planning to talk about the Return of the Jedi novelization for the 40th anniversary. So I was like, well, I've read A New Hope and I've got to read yeah. Empire before we start. And it's good. It's interesting. There's there's always just okay. like little things in the novelizations that make them kind of weird. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to do that, and I'm I'm really excited to dig into Return of the Jedi when we get there. I know, man. That's going to be exciting. I know. Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Today, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 13A, Party Ewok. This episode originally aired on December 13th, 1986. We were wee boys. <laughs> If you didn't know. I don't know what tick got into your head where you're like, I have to say it, but God we bless you. We were boys. God bless you. Uh, I, I want to go back and see if it was the first episode. Probably. It, it was the first episode. Probably when we transitioned from 85 to 86. You just, you you just think so? couldn't. Oh, I don't probably. Know. Uh, as usual, this episode was written by Bob Guru. And a, what, a, what a bang up job he did with this episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> written by Bob Carew, <laughs> directed by Dale Scott, released on VHS on Ewoks 5, Wicket's Adventures. Our featured cast member today is Jim Crana. Jim takes over the voice of Tebow in Season 2. Uh, he mm. returned to some voice work on several video games, including a few Carmen Sandiego titles, as well as mm. Police Quest and King's Quest. His final appearance was in the film Happily Even After, and he passed away in 2017. Oh, wow. Were you a Carmen Sandiego fan? I watched that show. I watched the live version of the show yep. on television, like yep. religiously. I loved that show. That's like how the, I know the, like, uh, the, the game the show. The game, the game show. show yeah. Where yeah. in the world is Carmen Sandiego? 
where what was the it was like that vocal group was like the music when yeah. in the world is coming San Diego. Yeah. Uh, I loved that, oh, and I i mean, I love the cartoon as well. I didn't really watch the cartoon. But I don't think that I ever actually played one of the video games. I may have, like a yeah. computer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I never did, but I, I did love those shows, so. Yeah, yeah good oh, memory. Man, yeah, they were great. With old Carmen San Diego. Heck yeah, man. Uh, less good memories with uh, with this episode, though, so let's do it. Let's not party you walk. <laughs> you want to jump right in so we can get it over with? <laughs> I guess so, Yeah. <laughs> All right, the uber uber detailed plot of season two, episode thirteen, a party Ewok. We open to the whole group of young Ewoks dozing while at one of Princess Nisa's parties, and it's not a slumber party. Chief oh. Chirpa enters and informs Nisa that he will be away and needs her to host a welcoming party for Prince Delby, who will be visiting the Ewok village while he is gone, if she's up to it. That is. Latara snaps out of her nap when she hears the word prince and quickly sets everyone to work getting ready for the party, though all Nisa thinks of doing is showing the prince her acorn collection. Latara disapproves irritably. Wicked is off with Baga posting signs about the party, which excites much of the forest creatures, including a bunch of pugs, the local Vroom gang. Uh-oh. That night, the party is in full swing with music, conga lines, silly costumes, and weird guests. Latara wonders what the prince looks like, but her daydream is interrupted by the loud arrival of the pug gang. The Ewoks mistakenly greet the pugs as if they were Prince Delby and the royal party that is expected. The pugs end up bullying all the guests. Skeptical of the pugs, Nisa goes to her father's hut to search for clues on what Prince Delby looks like, but is kidnapped by the pugs who were found burgling the place. The Ewoks finally figure out that Prince Delby isn't one of the pugs, and the Ewoks set off to rescue Nisa. They barely manage to grab Nisa and escape the gang, though they are hot on their heels to get her back. Wicket quickly thinks of an idea to lose them, using a berry to write a, a sign, which successfully redirects the pugs, fooling them into thinking there was a wild party going on at the Dulock camp. Relieved and happy, the pugs are gone. The crew heads back to the village with their tails between their legs. However, when they arrive, they find that Chief Chirpa is back with Prince Delby. Delby is sorry that he missed Nisa's party, but would like to make it up to her by showing her his acorn collection. Nisa is positively thrilled, and the rest of the Ewoks are absolutely dumbfounded. Roll credits. All right, I'm just going to put it on front street that the pugs are the worst creatures we've ever seen. Yes. Absolutely just the worst. Awful. Just the worst. They just—they're like they're wearing jeans and belts and leather jackets. They all look like, like Andrew Dice Clay. And... It's awful. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the yeah. Ewoks party." Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's oh not, yeah, okay. hey, not, look, a party. Let's go to it. Eh? It's not good. Yeah, and like the creatures, they ride like motorcycles are completely expressionless. They never like move or change. It's it's a weird, it's a weird weird thing. And they make a. A combustion engine noise. Right. Like I had to yeah. rewind it a few times to see like, <laughs> are there like are their legs like rolling to make that they noise? Like they seem no, to be they're completely just walking, still. but they're I don't creating know. dust. Yeah, they're riding on the corpses it's of bizarre. these things. I, I don't know. It's really <laughs> weird. There's that, and then like there's the weird little like squirrel cat who's just down to party all the time. 
Like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you didn't like him? No, I mean, I didn't. No, I liked him, but I didn't oh, really yeah. get what he was about. He just showed I up. I was expecting him to be Delby. Like, like, I was Delby. expecting yeah, there to be some too. mistake. Like, yeah. like, this guy's like, this is a great party. Who's this for? You know, and they're yeah. like, oh, it's for, you know, Prince Delby. And he's like, oh, I'm Prince well, I'm Delby. Prince you know? Delby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that would have been good. That would have been cool. Oh, man. Yeah, the creatures in this, I, I could not get over the pugs and their being a vroom gang, just their character designs and literally the clothes. Like one of them was wearing like a, a white were... tank top with like chest hair coming out, like a leather jacket. Yeah. Awful. They're they're so period to like yeah. what like late like oh no, mid eighties, I guess I would yeah. say. Yeah. Or no fifties. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're totally well, no, like that. Yeah. No, they're they're like they're like an eighties spin on a fifties biker gang. It's just yeah, really, the so whole time they talked, I just kept thinking they're like Andrew Dice Clay. It's just a bunch of it, Andrew Dice Clay coming to kidnap Nisa. It made it feel like not an Ewoks episode. Oh, it did for sure. Yeah. So that was it the first. Took me you right know, because we talk about that all the time where we're like, you know, that didn't really feel like an Ewoks episode, and it's just yeah. like, I mean, but it might have been like, I, I, I get that it's in the universe. This didn't even feel like the Ewoks show. Like no, it was, it didn't. It could have it been completely different. It wasn't know? even true to itself, and it's it is itself isn't that consistent. But this was just like above and yeah. beyond. This was just a weird, weird move. Yeah. One complaint that we've had many times is how empty the village seemed. So it was actually nice to see a bunch yeah. of different Ewoks, like. When Tebow's in charge of entertainment or whatever, he puts together a walkling band, and so there's a bunch of little walklings playing instruments, walking around. <laughs> it makes such a horrible noise, too. They do, yeah. The party at the <laughs> beginning, we had all these like extra people like a crashing ton. at Nisa's place. Yeah. So, you know, I did like to see that. I thought that was good. Hmm. I also thought there was something weird about Wicket hanging posters. That seemed just kind of, I don't know, and anachronistic. Like giant I don't know. It was, it was odd too, but it was a party to invite the entire forest, I guess, or the yeah. forest area, which was yeah. weird. And one thing about that, you know, you mentioned those other Ewoks that were at her party that was, you know, apparently a, became it was a, a rager. Party. Yeah. It was, a, yeah. <laughs> was that the, I, I found it a little disappointing that we saw in that one scene, there was probably like nine or 10 different Ewoks. Right there, but yeah. they were all similar shade of color, and they all had like gray or dark blue yeah. cover cowls on. And it was just like, oh, we've seen like scenes. I think in the first season where I remember a, signif a, a significant episode where we were like, wow, we saw like seven different distinct yeah. Ewoks yep. all at the same time. Different colors, different headdresses, different, you know, mm -hmm. some had necklaces on. Like, but this one was just like, here's 12 Ewoks, but they all look the same. Nobody yeah. bothered to like shade them different colors. Like, yeah, it was definitely a similar color palette. And I thought that the, when, when it's either Nisa or Latara, I can't remember, one of them is picturing what they think mm -hmm. Delby's going to look like. And it's like this suave yeah. Ewok. So the imagined Delby was a cool looking Ewok, but that was just, a, you know, that was just like a little made up imagination but it's crazy to me that like the vrooms live on this planet and nobody knows who they are like everybody recognizes them you know or on this moon it seemed pretty say. obnoxious yeah the one yeah. little the, the guy you talked about that little party goer that was like yeah. totally into it yeah he knew who they were right you know and like, he's at the party wouldn't he have been like wait what you know yeah. or yeah, wouldn't he have ran yeah something yeah. i don't know but yeah it's just it, it 
I don't know. Everybody is just so hapless. Like, Logre is there and everything, and he's not like, this doesn't what? seem right. He's like, oh, oh, Chief Chirpa wishes he could have been here, and that's it. Like, nobody really does anything here. And then when they start, like, robbing the place, and they put Nisa in a bag and toss her on the back of, the, of one of their motorcycle monsters, mm-hmm. nobody seems to notice. <laughs> and she's, like, very clearly... <laughs> It's like yelling and screaming yeah. and that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Spe- yeah, because they were kind of like, oh, look, Nisa, I guess Nisa's going off with them. And yeah. she's like, help, help, <laughs> like clearly like in a sack screaming. <laughs> like, oh, look, she's having so much fun. You know, right. it's like, what? Yeah, Dude, what game oh is that? God. Yeah, I just, it was oh, this, man. it was at this point where I noticed one of the pugs belt buckle and I was just like, I can't with this episode. I can't. <laughs> I, I didn't see much. that. That's funny though. They were clearly wearing jeans though. Were, like <laughs> definitely. Definitely. They had on some dungarees. No no question there. Oh my god. Yeah, so they're uh I don't did they they didn't even rob the place though. They just kidnapped Nisa and like to what end? That's what I was thinking. Like are they gonna hold her like ransom? They were ro- what didn't they have sacks? They they like were stuffing oh, the that's stuff right. in the they sack. They didn't have a sack. They didn't I have a sack, they yeah, did, because yeah. Because eventually when Nisa's saved, she uses her little lasso thing to hook the bag, and she catches the bag, and then Wicket redirects them with the sign. Yeah, you're right. The thing I thought about it was, though, that she was just like, huh, these guys don't seem like Prince Dalby. I'm going to go see what he looks like. And she leaves them and goes to the hut, but they're also there. Yeah, there's a lot of them, I guess. same guy. Yeah. It's that same leader guy. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to, you stay here. I'm going to go check this out. And (laughs) she walks away and he's there too. Wait a minute, what? These guys are everywhere. I thought the posters were weird, but I did like that the resolution also involved the posters. That like Wicket makes that fake one and sends them to the Duloc camp. I also appreciated the Duloc mention because we haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't like kept count, but I feel like. You know, out of like the twenty six or so of, of this second season, we haven't seen the Dulocs more than a handful of times. I kind of expected them to be the one to find when when he like walked away, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is it. Somebody's gonna find the poster that they don't want to come to the party." Yeah. yeah. And these guys rolled up, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah. dang! Like that was a chance yeah. for a Duloc." Yeah, I don't know why they downgraded the Dulocs in season two so much. I mean, as goofy as they were, it was kind of nice to have a regular, like, antagonist. But uh, we should go back and count and see how many times we actually see them. And I don't know. I mean, we only have two more episodes to cover. Maybe we've seen the Dulocs for the last time. Who knows? Oh, man. When we finally see Prince Delby, he's like kind of long and lanky, and he has kind of a droopy the dog voice. I want to look. Let me show you my acorns. (laughs) And he looks like. Who's that guy from the last episode that we dealt with? N- N- Nebo? Ne- no. N- oh. Neely? I, yeah, I know who you mean. Nevi? Or, he yeah, had a similar of... face. Yeah, he right? did. That, like, which was very strange to me. Like, a, Yeah, he did have a... He has a puppy dog face. Yeah. Except <laughs> whatever the guy from the last episode was. He oh, had right, like, a puppy right. dog Norky, face. Norky. With, Norky, that's it. Norky. And a puppy dog face with like a kangaroo body. That's or this right. guy had like a puppy dog face. With like a weird like blanky human body. You know, like a human <laughs> <laughs> he was the stuff of nightmares. Man. Oh jeez. Yeah. Stuff of nightmares, yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh I don't know. I don't yeah. know about this one. What what was your what was your Okavark moment? My, mine was just the the biker gang, I, I think in general, was completely distracted from the whole story. I think they could have written a better story if it was the Dulocs. 
yeah. right? Like, oh, here's the Dulocs again. Like, you know, oh, you know, Wicked, we told you to invite people, not everyone, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that that was the, the biker gang in general pulled it away from being Star Wars and Ewoks. Yeah, so well, it, that's it's what killed it. Like in the last episode, I was, remember, we were talking about Norky's parents and how, like, they just look like a 1950s, like, they look like the parents from Leave It to Beaver or something. Like, she's wearing pearls, yeah. you know? And it was just kind of, like, weird to have them, you know, just, like, dressing like humans, I guess. And it was, yeah, I mean, it was yeah, you're right. totally weird this time around because it, there's just no mistaking. It's not like they're, you know, they're, like, hinting at kind of a biker vibe. It's just like, you know, go to a Kmart and get them a biker outfit, and that's that's pretty much what we had. So I have to agree with you. That yeah. was mine too. I just, I couldn't stand these guys. They're like phoning it. it in now, you know, like yeah. it's not even, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, just, I would love to be in the writer's room, assuming there was a white writer's room, but it just seems like, all right. So I'm thinking niece is kidnapped by a modern biker gang. Yeah. Like, wait, maybe we should rethink that. No, no, I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah what about your Ichi- yeah. Ichiwawa moment? Well, wait, I want to finish with my, oh, yeah, my the, they lost the moral lesson, right? They were kind of on a little oh, yeah, roll okay. there and I don't know yeah. where they, this episode feels like the, the, like an episode they made earlier, earlier mm-hmm. when they abandoned the moral they, lesson. Yeah. So they kind of had like two in a row and then this one just like, not only was it terrible, it had no moral lesson in it yeah. and they were yeah. on a roll with that, man. So, uh, my Ichiwawa moment was that random party dude. I really liked him. I really oh, wanted him to be important. Cat. Yeah, yeah, the the cat squirrel. <laughs> I don't know what that thing was. I don't either. But he came out of a tree. He yeah, like, party. Came out of my tree just moments ago. <laughs> yeah. It's so strange. Yeah, he was strange. Oh man. Yeah, but that was mine. Yo, what about yours? I think it was the poster thing like mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was cool that they got there because of a poster and then wicked i thought it was clever of him to make a new poster that's like new party at the dulocs i liked i like i yeah. guess the symmetry of that uh so i thought that was kind of cool but i was really scraping to try to find something that i could say positively about this because i feel <laughs> like this is maybe the worst episode we've watched what do you think about that i uh, I don't know. It's this is a bad episode though. When I watched it, I wasn't just like miserable. There's a there's been a couple episodes that I was just like, dude, I can't even like. Why is this a twenty minute episode? You know, like this is terrible. So it's just like the only redeeming factor of this episode was that it was like eleven minutes long. So it was just like, (laughs) it's over. Like, you know, yeah. Right when I started to get annoyed, it was done, and yeah, and so. I just kind of was just like, eh, that wasn't even all right. Wasn't even Star Wars. Right. How can yeah. I be annoyed? I was like, <laughs> Star Wars, you know. I suppose I wasn't just like, yeah, bored and aggressively irritated the whole time. I just, I just really didn't like it. So we could probably agree that's bottom five. How about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not one that I would 100. recommend to somebody. How about that? No. Yeah. All right. Especially if they're, they'd be like, wait a minute, this is what the show is like. You don't want them to see this one because this is supposedly what the show, the show right. is not supposed to be like. This. Right. No, no, it's not. It's not. That's why I'm, I'm excited about Battle for Sunstar because it seems like, seems like it actually has some like cool stuff in it. So I'm glad we're saving that one for last. But, yeah. but that means we do have one between now and then. 
Next time, we're going to be watching episode 13B, Milani the Warrior. Technically, this this was the last new episode that aired. So this mm-hmm. is the last like original yeah. sequence that we'll see. So sort of the finale, sort of not. But that's what we're going to be talking about next time. And remember, for our May the 4th special, we're going to be reading The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Rivas. So if you want to read along with oh, us yeah. and join in on that discussion, uh, we'll be doing that on May the 4th. Man, I can't wait for that. That looks really good. I know. It does look good. I'm excited to read that. I'm excited to get to uh, the Droids show in the Ewoks comics as well. Wait, we forgot Yup Nubs. Do we? Oh, that's <laughs> Conveniently right. Yeah. To do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. see you next time. <laughs> two two, two um, Yup Nubs. I, I was thinking two. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oof. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm too, is too too generous. Like, I mean, there were a few things, you know, like them kind of hosting another, like Nisa having the opportunity to meet like another future leader is kind of a cool concept. Yeah, she does do a cool thing with her lasso where she catches the bags and stuff. And that's then, true. Yeah, you know how it kind of comes around that she just wants to relax and look at acorns, and so does Delby. Is kind of a cute thing. So, you know, it's although not that was pushed. Any- I knew that was going to come back around when they're yeah, like, yeah. all I want to do is just look at my acorns. And when, I, when she said that, I was just like, yeah, that's going to come back yep. somehow. Yep. And, <laughs> this and guy's going to not like the party, and but he's going to want to play with the acorns. And he did. I yep. knew it. It's predictable. Yep. All right. Good so. catch. We got those yub nubs in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then I will see you next time for Milani the Warrior. Yeah. See you then, everyone. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 9021 Here We Go, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Andorian Life. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. I just want to look at my acorns. <laughs>